Hi guys, and a big warm welcome to episode 16 of the Ask Zophie podcast. So as ever, I'm going to give you a little sort of idea in terms of what I'm doing in my life, what's going on, kind of behind the scenes. Today, my children are home. Uh, They're under strict... (laughs) Uh, instructions to not make too much noise or come bother me but for those of you with children and if you're listening to this you almost certainly do probably have a child or children you'll know that that doesn't always go to plan also I'm doing a bit of a detox which means that my tummy might also like to chime in um time will tell let's see what's going on (laughs) how things how things pan out okay so it's Thursday today. Just had to think about that. Um, I normally uh, record and put these podcast episodes out on a Monday. I didn't do one on Monday this week because it's bank holiday here in the UK. Um, I wasn't going to do one until Monday next week, but uh, lots of children are due to start school very soon here in the UK. It's the start of a new academic year. And I've spoken to quite a few parents. Uh, You'll probably know that I don't work one-to-one anymore. I'm certainly not at the moment, but I have done um, for many years. And I've worked a lot in that time with children. So I've spoken to quite a few parents because I do as much as I'm able, give advice and tips and point people in the right direction. So uh, I've spoken to a few people about uh, their children who are anxious. Uh, For example, things like um, children struggling with stuttering and also quote-unquote bad behaviour, real anxiety, signs of OCD and so on. And because I have such a wealth of expertise in terms of working with children and I'm conscious that it's this back to school time and there's a lot of anxiety in the air, I really felt called to record this episode to kind of share a little bit about what I know to help some of you guys. It's kind of like uh, I can have this one conversation and hopefully help heaps of people with this. So I've just kind of... This I'm not answering a question, um, I was going to say, actually. So this isn't in response to a specific question. This is more a one response to many questions. So um, that's the kind of format of today. But I've just jotted down some notes, uh, things I want to share in terms of tips for you if one or more of your children are anxious. Okay, so the first thing I want to say and I talk about this so much just because when you've done something for an age, you start to see things really clearly. And this is just something that I see more than anything. Okay, so the first thing I want to cover is sleep. Now, there is a reason why sleep deprivation is a form of torture. There's a reason why a lack of sleep when it's taken to the extreme can drive you crazy. Some of you will know that last summer I went on a quote-unquote retreat and during that retreat uh, I had very little sleep and it culminated in the last two nights with no sleep. Long story. But I could really feel myself getting wired and anxious and 
Those of you who know my story will know that I was anxious for many, many, many years, which is what I now consider a gift because it makes me hopefully good at my job. But I I, I still have that as my Achilles heel. Um, but I, I haven't felt like that for a very long time. And in large part, that was because of the lack of sleep. And it was really interesting for me to kind of dip my toe back into that. So yeah, one of the things I've seen time and again and again and again and again is the children with whom I've worked over the years are just not getting enough sleep. And sometimes this can even be just like a lack over time of like 15, 20 minutes a night. It really can, in my experience, build. So if you have a child who's anxious, who has signs of OCD, ADHD, um, who's on the spectrum, who um whose behavior is poor, who struggles to settle, uh, any of those things at low mood, bursting into tears. I'm just trying to think of some of the things I've worked with over the years. Anything where they don't seem like themselves, they're out of sorts, their behavior isn't what you'd expect. The first thing I would look at is, are they getting enough sleep? And of course, you can just go online and Google, you know, how much sleep should an eight-year-old have or a six-year-old? And naturally, that's just going to give you a guideline. But this is a really useful starting point. And then, of course, you have to consider, is this enough for my child? Because, of course, you can have two eight-year-olds with very different personalities, one of whom is going to need more sleep than the other. And as a kind of general guide and rule here, of course, children who are really sensitive, who are really conscientious... Um, perhaps you'd call highly strung and so on and so forth. These are the kids that typically are going to require more sleep. So this is the first thing I would look at. And I swear to you, I've worked with kids over the years with really what you might deem severe challenges, you know, presenting with severe challenges. And once we've got their sleep sorted, it's like the difference between night and day. Uh, Someone said to me earlier, a parent I was talking to, you know, it's like there are two versions of my child. And this is so true. I don't know about you, but when I'm knackered, I could just burst into tears. I just feel like, oh my God, life is too much. And it's just because I'm tired. So please, please, please think about this. If your child is showing up with any of the things that I've mentioned or similar, check out how much sleep they is kind of healthy for them. And then use your own common sense. Think about what your child is like and try this first. So think of it like this. In terms of our physical well-being, we know that if we eat unhealthy food and we don't move our bodies at all, we're gonna, it's not gonna do us as well in terms of our physical well-being. It's exactly the same in terms of mental well-being. We're just not generally as uh, as aware of this as we are of our physical well-being. Sleep is one of those building blocks of success. So this I cannot state enough the importance of it and really related to sleep is the issue of making sure your child has ample downtime and ample rest and of course this will vary depending on the individual say you're quite extrovert and you have a certain demeanor whereby you can contend with lots of social engagements and a busy diary that doesn't really get to you if your child isn't like that or even if you are and they're the same you have to bear in mind their personality Some kids, some people are much more sensitive than others. I've just been learning about a really super cool thing called human design, actually. And this talks about how some of us are more sensitive to energy. 
And if you're like that, you will need extra time to decompress, to kind of just relax back into your own energy. So many of the kids who I've worked with, uh, they come from, you know, quote unquote, good families. And their parents fall into this trap of, oh my goodness, I don't want my kids to just be sat on a screen. I want them, you know, to be doing things that we think of as good, like playing tennis or football or going to gymnastics or ballet or whatever. And the vast majority, if not every child I've worked with, has just been overstimulated. So I'm not going to talk too much about screens and so on, but one, they're a fact of life. Two, there are positives to them as well as the potential pitfalls. And three, of course, it's about moderation and balance. And for me, the toxic element I want to be mindful of ridding your home of and that family environment is fear and tension and worry, stress and and worry are just, you know, other names for fear ultimately. So make sure your child has enough white space, enough downtime, enough rest, enough time where you're not going, hurry up, we need to get out the door for this or you're feeling tense. That is really, really key. So one of the terms I use a lot with parents is set your child up for success. Okay, so enough sleep, enough downtime, a home that isn't really kind of full of this pressure and this tension are absolutely vital in terms of setting your child up for success. The third thing I want to say is boosting your child's positivity is really, really helpful because a negative attitude, negative thoughts, they're a byproduct of not enough sleep and stress, but they also perpetuate it. So one really simple thing I do with my kids every day when they're with me is at tea time, at the dinner table, we all share our three best bits of the day. This is super simple, doesn't take long, but over time, it's a form of brain training, okay? You can do this and or right before bed, you can say, what was your very best bit of the day? Your brain has to search through things. On some level, you're looking for these things. This is about teaching a child from a young age how to focus. And the fact of the matter is, if we're thinking about what's gone well, how we want things to go in a positive way. We're not thinking the negative stuff. We're not stressing ourselves out. This is key for mental well-being. These things are all really simple, not necessarily that easy in practice, but they're simple, nonetheless powerful. Our minds, our ego likes to complicate things. And if things are too simple, we just kind of poo-poo it and say, oh, that's not going to work. We'd rather get ourselves into a pickle and then have some dramatic intervention and fix it. But I promise you, from years and years of experience, these things are really key, fundamental, and they do work. Also, you can ask your um, child anything they were proud of, and plenty of praise will also help in terms of boosting their positivity. Okay, I want to talk now about the importance of managing your own worries. Again, I can't overstate this. If I could have a pound for every time over the years a, a, a client has said to me, or a parent of one of the kids I'm working with, oh, you know, they have this anxiety, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm anxious too. Or they don't like uh, X, Y, Z. Oh, and actually, I'm much the same. So it's really important. Uh, The thing with children is that they they will mirror your stuff back to you, but it will be magnified, which can seem really frustrating, but ultimately... It's really freeing because it, it highlights your stuff to give you an opportunity to overcome your stuff. Now, 
you practicing mindfulness really observing the tension in you is is absolutely key so i'll give you an example from my own life my daughter is due to start at secondary school on tuesday obviously this is the change i have that personality that is really sensitive to change and so on and so forth and the way that my brain is it is why it was someone that suffered with anxiety for many many years so i can feel i'm aware of a little bit of trepidation in me it's definitely not big. I'm really lucky because of my job and how much work I've done on myself that I can see it and it isn't big. But I'm also aware that if I don't manage this, I'm going to unwittingly push it towards my daughter who's going to soak it up like a sponge and she's going to reflect it back to me tenfold. So for example, I could be a bit worried about, oh, is she going to make friends or whatever? And she's not necessarily going to have the same worry she might come to me like, oh my God, I'm really worried about COVID, blah, 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 blah. She's going to somehow mirror my little bit of tension back to me in a more magnified way. So what I will do is any tension I I notice in myself, one, I'm going to be in observer mode, just watching it, watching it, watching it. Mindfulness, observing one's thoughts is just massively helpful in terms of transmuting them. So you don't get caught up in them and perpetuate them. You watch them and they lessen over time, bit by bit by bit. Also, a really amazing question to ask yourself is, how would I feel? Who would I be? What would I do if I knew everything was going to be okay? So any worries you have, you can ask this. So say you're worried about your kids starting school, uh, going into a new class, whatever it might be. How would I feel if I knew it was all going to be okay? Oh, I'd be relieved. Who would I be? I'd just be this relaxed version of me. What would I do? I wouldn't worry. I would just treat it like a normal day, whatever it might be. This will give you the starting point. We tend to say, oh, when everything's okay, then I'll relax. But life doesn't work this way. We've got to relax to allow everything to be okay. So you can use that question. How would I feel? Who would I be? What would I do if I knew everything was going to be okay? Also, another really powerful technique is to ask yourself, what's the highest thought I can think about this? And if your child's big enough, you can teach this to them as well. So if they're worried about going to a new school or leaving you, what's the highest thought? What's the best thought? What's the funnest thought that you can think about this? And they might say, I'm going to have a fun day. Great. And you can tell them, I'm going to think my highest thought and you can share it. If you, the fact of the matter is, what causes our anxiety for us or for our children is the thoughts we're thinking. And if you pick a thought that feels good, the highest thought, and you ditch all the other ones, you just can't feel anxious. So this is really powerful. And yeah, I didn't think of this when I was writing my notes, but you can actually go through this with your little one too. So what's the highest slash best thought that I can think about this? Just think of it in terms of you as like soothe your own worries and your own woes before you interact with your child. Again, this is so powerful and potent. I can't even begin to tell you. And just like I was saying for your child, in terms of you, ample sleep, ample downtime, meditating, positive thinking to manage your stress is all really key. So If you're listening to this and you're not in my membership and you do have an anxious child, in the members area, there's about five or six, I think, uh, guided meditations, especially for children. So 
you you can download all of these actually you can't download all of the adults ones but you can download all the children's ones so i don't mind if you sign up you go in and you just download all of them um or just test them out my membership's really inexpensive so i'll leave the link actually um in the sort of blurb underneath this podcast they are a really useful tool i won't babble on about just why because this podcast will go on and on but they're going to help with sleep with confidence for your little one with positivity and because of all my years as a therapist I kind of weave all that therapeutic expertise and know-how into the meditations they're a really useful tool and of course if you're anxious then the meditations that there's over 50 now the meditations and the membership are going to be a really useful tool for you as well but I would definitely say check that out if you have an anxious child I also did another podcast episode I'll link I'll put the link to that in the blurb as well because that will be useful to check out Um, and also as much as I'm able to I'm really happy to reply to, to messages and phone calls and so on you can get all my details either from my website I'll link that too or from Instagram. Um, If you just want a bit of advice, I've also got a worksheet I'm happy to send you that I've always sent to my one-to-one clients. But yeah, if you just think, oh goodness, I want to ask a bit more, then by all means be in touch. Okay, I really hope you found that helpful. The main thing I want to get across is this is about prevention rather than cure. And when you set your child up for success, when you get those building blocks in place, everything else will fall into place. Also, I've seen all sorts over the years and I just can't overstate how much of a difference getting these basics right makes and you managing your own woes and worries. Yeah, I really hope that helps. Um, Please do be in touch if you need anything more. I'll be back on uh, Monday as usual with another podcast episode. Thanks for listening. Oh, and of course, if you know somebody who's struggling in this way, please do share because some of this information can be a real lifeline for people. Thanks so much. And I'll be back in the next episode. Bye for now.